Hey, what's good, LBK? This is Robert Jenkins. Welcome to the Focus LBK Show. We are coming to you this week uh, in an audio format only. And you know why that is? Because in Lubbock, in the LBK, where people always say there's nothing to do, we was busy as bees, man. It was a beehive of cultural activity this weekend. We was out and about so much, man. We couldn't even... We we had we had neglected stuff and now we tied and have to catch up. So it was like, man, we I don't think we should we're going to be able to do a studio show this week. But that's all right. We don't mind getting out there, mixing and mingling and being busy in this uh, beehive of cultural activity that is Lubbock, Texas. Man, there is so much going on in Lubbock. Uh, before I get into some specific uh, events that that's 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 going to be coming up, though, I, I just want to say, like, OK, so like there's a there's a podcast that the uh, city of Lubbock does. And also uh, it's called LBK Rhythm and Roots. And uh, shout out to Jason and Rhonda right there, man. They the originators of that. And uh, on they particular podcast they they have a whole plethora of people they be working with. And I'm just here to say that the second season is going to be kicking off. Uh, coming up here in a couple of months and I'm the executive producer on that so I'm you know real proud of that work and man I hope that everybody out there would take a look at it and man I'm gonna try to work on some uh, some some cultural cross cooperation because uh, a lot of those singers and songwriters are that uh, appear on LBK Rhythm and Roots, man. We, there's a diverse lineup and they have a little bit of everybody on there, but a lot of them are uh, singer songwriters in the country and, and Texas blues persuasion. You know what I'm saying? The genre of music. And uh, that may or may not be something that you are familiar with. But let me tell you, it's dope, though, man. I like it uh, quite a bit. So anyway, we're going to try to do a little bit of reaching out to that uh, members on that show uh maybe put together some some cool cultural stuff i'm just thinking off the top of my head man we just barely mentioned this so i don't know when it's gonna happen but i, I want it to happen but um this because lubbock is just full of talent man singer country and western singer songwriters this is actually little nashville from what i've been told by people that would know you know what i'm saying and i think we in a way are a different scene a different music scene than austin but I think we kind of catching up to them in certain ways or not catching up to them, but we got we scrappy, whereas they mo they're bigger, and more developed. We're scrappy. We're like an incubator here in Lubbock. Anyway, man, talking about y'all getting me sidetracked. See, I used to think Cam say he he's the one that always gets me sidetracked. And I was like, well, I don't know. But he, he say he's the one that sidetracks the conversation. Well, I just sidetracked myself right there. I ain't I'm in the studio by myself. Who ain't nobody here to sidetrack me but me. And sidetracked, I did get indeed. But anyway, let me go on and get to what's going on, because that's what you really want to know. That's what I want to know. If I was listening, that's what I want to know. So anyway, check it out, man. On uh, what is it? Saturday, February 24th at 2 p.m. at the Patterson Branch Library, they will be having the Black History Month presentation. And it's celebrate 
generational legacies. That right there is the, the theme. Celebrate generational legacies. It's 21st Af- annual, 21st annual African-American History Month program. That's Saturday, February 24th, 2 p.m. Patterson Branch Library. <laughs> the cat that can't sing. Yeah, we know he always singing. That sounded pretty good, though. Libra- I can't even do it again. Library. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, also speaking of things that the city of Lubbock is doing, um, we are also producing for Black History Month throughout the month of February. There's there the, the comms and marketing department is going to produce a series of videos on local black history. And also in the middle of the month, we're going to have a roundtable discussion that we recorded over at uh, Cavill's Museum, the Museum of African-American History over on Avenue A, 19th. And it's got some notable people from from the LBK community, some elders and teachers and educators and knowledgeable people. Uh, who are talking about what is the point of Black History Month? What is the significance of Black History Month? Why do we celebrate it? And of course, uh, this is a, a part. It, it's it's man. It's it's we're trying for it to be a sophisticated sit down discussion. And again, you know, the whole aim is to elevate the level of conversation in Lubbock and focusing primarily on East Lubbock. But man, we we cool with the North, the South, the West, and the East. You know why you can that's how we normally start the show out. We normally start the show off by saying uh, peace to the east, all my best to the west. Well, of course, to the folks up north and folks down south, I show my I'm only talking about Lubbock, man. We talk about the whole community. And that's why kind of at the at the, the, the comms and commu- the communications and marketing department actually is communications and public engagement. Oh, my God. At the communications and public engagement department at the city of Lubbock, we was having a conversation. We was like, well, we, we want to honor uh, local uh, black pioneers. But at the same time, we don't want to just make it. Oh, this they just black. No, it's it's not black history. It's, it's Lubbock history. These cats helped contribute to the development of Lubbock, Texas in general. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like E.C. Strugs, E.C. Prof. Strugs. I'm talking about like Mae Simmons, you know, even some other people getting uh, up a little closer to our day and time. The Cavills, you know, uh, uh, man, T.J. Patterson. The, the, there's people that and there's some names that you don't know. Everybody know them names, but there's names you don't know. We're trying to touch on all that at the city of Lubbock with the, the uh, communications and public engagement department. So all February, every week, every Thursday, we're going to release a short film. Minute two, two minute, three minute film where the people that participated on the uh, the roundtable discussion, talk about their favorite personal favorite local black history member. So we kicking off that series with Mr. Cosby Morton. Y'all know who Cosby Morton is. And if you don't, he's a local educator, uh, high school teacher. And he talks about Prof. Struggs. He knew Prof. Struggs. He he used to live down the street from E.C. Struggs, you know, Dunbar Struggs, that Prof. Struggs. He used to Mr. Morton used to live down the street from him. You know what I'm saying? He knows him. So 
anyway, y'all tune in every Thursday in February, every Thursday in February. You can go to the city of Lubbock, mylubbock.us. Go to go to mylubbock.us. And right there in the middle of the page, you scroll down a little bit. It's a section and it says uh, featured news. And in that featured news section, I we got a link that takes you to these productions, these weekly Black History Month production. So anyway, y'all y'all tune in, please. I think it's going to be dope, and I think y'all are going to enjoy it. I hope you do. I know we enjoy making them. All right, then. What? Let's see. What's what's coming up next here? Oh, yeah. This is uh, this next event, man. It looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. It's the Prairie Dog Festival. The first, airy, first ever Prairie Dog Festival in the city of Lubbock. Come join the fun. It's going to be a festive atmosphere. Uh, it's going to be a family outing. It's going to be shopping, food trucks, fun activities, and you can enjoy nature and the prairie dogs around McKenzie Park. Now, of course, you know, I say uh, Prairie Dog Festival in McKenzie Park. It's going to, I bet it's going to, is it going to be at, I don't know. It's a McKenzie Park Road, Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, uh, it's going to be. On March 23rd, 2024, March 23rd, 2024, the Prairie Dog Festival in Lubbock, Texas. And right now, it looks like they are soliciting vendors, man. So if you want to be a vendor, a food truck and a volunteer, man, hit them up. It's going to be put on by the McCloy brothers and um, go to Facebook and peep it out and say McCloy Brothers Productions on Facebook. Go peep them out if you want to get more info or volunteer or anything like that. Uh, but again, that is the Prairie Dog Festival. It's going to be food trucks, vendors, volunteers. It's going to be good family fun, shopping activities, all kinds of good stuff and chilling with out there in nature near the Prairie Dogs, a home on the range where the Prairie Dogs burrow. <laughs> you better watch your ankles, man. That's when you out there, man, you better watch your ankles. If y'all go, I mean, I'm going to go. Go, but watch your ankles because a prairie dog hole, I don't know where they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be right out there with the prairie dogs. But if you around some prairie dog holes, man, you, y'all know you need to look down. You cannot be looking up when you walking in a, in a prairie dog hole ridden field. You know what I'm saying? Or riddled field, you know, riddled with prairie dog holes. Watch your ankles. But I don't think we're going to have that problem. At the Prairie Dog Festival in Lubbock, Texas, put on by the McCloy Brothers, March 23rd, 2024. Join the party and have fun. Oh, yeah. And we got one more thing we want to talk about, too. That's coming up March 9th. That's Saturday, March 9th. That's going to be the Hub City Street Hoops. Big showdown. First responders playoff game. LPD. Uh, LFD and the HCSH. In other words, the Hub City Street Hoop Squad is going to be playing against the LPD slash LFD, Lubbock PD, Lubbock Fire Department team. It's going to be first responders squaring off against the Hub City Street Hoop team. You know what I'm saying? Big show dying. That's what it say. It's a big show dying. Anyway, that's going to be at May Simmons Dream Court, 2004 Oak Avenue. For more information, it says contact Ledit Butler, 806-283-7868. Supporting our youth is our number one priority. That's what they say on the flyer right there. March 9th, y'all, Saturday. First responders, we, that's another one we're going to be at. 
we're going to get some dope picks, man. I just know we're going to get some. If they're going to be hooping and balling out there like that, and we're going to be taking pictures, oh, man. No, it's going to look good. And we hope it do anyway. But anyway, that LBK is what's going on. Uh, once again, as you can see, man, it's plenty of stuff going on uh, before. In fact, what we're going to do is get in this next section right here. We're going to give you all a kind of an in-depth review of what happened this Saturday, except uh, February 2nd, February 3rd, wasn't it? February 3rd. We was out there on uh, May Simmons. They had two uh, enormous events that took place. And let me tell you all all about it. It was exquisite, exquisitely busy and beautiful. The whole uh, Focus LBK crew got the opportunity to go out Saturday, uh, February 3rd. And man, we went to that Black Business Expo. And after that, we stayed right there at May Simmons and went to the Kwanzaa celebration. And boy, I tell you what, those were some really good events. I mean, they were actually excellent events. When we first got there, you again, you already knew it was going to be busy and good because the parking lot was packed. And uh, when we got there and you see that packed parking lot, man, you say, oh, yeah, this is this is a successful event already. It's tons of people here. So we make our way in. And y'all remember that old Arrested Development uh, group, that group called Arrested Development from the 90s. And they had that song and they it was called Zinga Lama Dooney. The album was called Zinga Lama Dooney. You know, it had Mr. Wendell and uh, I am everyday people. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Well, anyway, uh, that's how it was when we stepped up into May Simmons Community Center. First going to that Black Business Expo. Man, it was just, it was packed. It was packed in a good way, though. I ain't talking about packed like, oh my God, I can't breathe. I'm talking about packed like, Damn, man, this this, must, this place must be jumping. You know what I'm saying? And it was some of everybody there. Um, just kind of looking at who was there, man. Um, the of course, you know, real deal designs was representing because Ricky the one was putting it on. So of course he had his booth front and center, as is only proper. We had um, Oak and Olive was represented. Oak and Olive's man, it's a, it's a homemade it's a gentleman has a homemade um beard oil and soap and beard balm company it's called oak and olive and the gentleman's name is uh carrasco his last name is carrasco mr carrasco anyway we even bought some of his products man i i dug it <laughs> you know what i'm saying He's got a his nice little color scheme and everything. He got his nice little beard on display. So if you're selling beard stuff, you know you got to have you got to have a nice beard. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like if you you can't go to a barber and and the barber hair ain't even cut right. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna let that barber cut your hair. So if you got a beard company, you got to have a dope beard to show off your products. And of course, Mr. Carrasco does have a dope beard. <laughs> it was cool though uh you know who else east lubbock art house of course right when you walked in you saw them they stay up front and they stay out front doing things and uh man they be <laughs> they be executing their mission which is to mix art and activism basically you know what i'm saying but they do be representing they every time everywhere i see them representing um you also had a group called focus and uh 
Uh, I didn't get a chance to see exactly what that company was about, but I think if I'm not mistaken, and this is my, uh, this is, um, Cam's wife's company or their little organization, uh, focus rmc.org is what it is. Yeah. Focusrmc.org, and I think it's about helping out returning citizens. Y'all know when you say returning citizens, I think it means helping people who um, get released from prison or jail, helping them get reintegrated and reestablished into society. Now, I'm pulling that out of a dark, funky orifice because I didn't get a chance to actually talk to him. We were so busy covering everybody else. I forgot to cover home base. You know what I'm saying? No, my, my brother's home base. And uh, anyway, they were on point. And I guarantee you knowing uh, Natalie Miller, she's a she's a mover and shaker. Of her own. She's an act, actionist, a community actionist. That's somebody to take action. And that's what she be doing. She be taking action. You know what I'm saying? And that's her organization, Focus, FocusRMC.org. Sis, if I got that uh, description wrong, I apologize. I jollipize, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's see, who else was there? Of course, I said East Lubbock Art House was there. Man, um, did y'all know that we have a roller derby team? Y'all know roller derby? I don't know. If y'all out there my age, y'all remember it used to be a show on TV about roller derbies of some sort and somehow and somewhere. Uh, it was like, so anyway, it's basically a, a female gladiator team on wheels. You know what I'm saying? That's all it really is. We got one, though. I bet you did not know that we have one. West Texas Roller Derby. West Texas Roller Derby. Uh, we talked to them some time ago um, at, uh, at at East Level Guard House. They was representing up there at the last uh, thing we went to up there. And we talked today, I think the team president or the team leader, her name was um, Solid as Jam Rock. <laughs> that's what she go by, too. I say, that's your name? She's, I say, that's your real name? That's, what, that's your name? That's what I go by. She, in other words, she didn't. I, when I say what's your name, she say solid as jam rock. I say solid as jam rock. That's your name. Say, yep, solid as jam rock. I say okay, that's solid, jam rock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, we had a we man. They seemed like a real cool team, and we had a good time just chit chatting with them for a while. And uh, we gonna go. They got an event, and if I'm not mistaken, that event is gonna be on. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, they got a they got a bout on February 17th. That's what they call them. It's not a match or nothing like that. It's a bout. So they got a bout on February 17th. And uh, I think, man, look down below here and you'll see the they you'll see the literature or a screenshot of it or something. Uh, they did a real good job, man. I mean, uh, yeah, I think I would. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to them ladies. And we actually I'm we going to have to go out to this dang roller derby thing on the 17th uh, because. I man, I guarantee I'm gonna get some dope pictures. You know what I'm saying? And y'all, you know, you know our whole mission. You know how we do. We we trying to be an arc of information for the people of West Texas. And you know we doing that by presenting news and views from Lubbock, Texas, USA. What's going on and things to do? Local music and art. Lubbock and South Plains history, oral history, interviews, original poetry and hip hop. That's what our mission is. And that's what we're trying to do. Stay true to that. Uh, but, yeah, it's 
the Focus LBK show, and we always appreciate y'all joining us. But uh, getting back to what we were seeing, we also um, talked to there. Oh, yeah, there was a real impressive young lady. She had a booth called Fire. It's F. I think it's F-Y-H-E-R. Fire her. You know what I'm saying? It was pretty dope. And don't let that her uh, fool you because it's yes it says fire her but they have actual men's and women's just dope workout gear active gear nice work man look like some nice fresh workout gear with a flare you know what i'm saying some pretty 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 uh vibrant colors reds and yellows and blacks looks like and um they 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 really have they they presentation together man we saw them we was like yo that is that is dope, son. You oh my that is that is I feel like buying something from you right now. You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt just just being there. Uh we also had uh of course we had Peaks Eyewear was in the building. They always in the building. Uh every time we go somewhere, them uh I, th- I think her name is Petra Gambles. She out there uh just making it do what it do, purveying fine fashion glasses, frames, you know what I'm saying? pretty good prices on them too and you got to watch yourself when you be over at her stuff because you'll be you'll be well because you're gonna be buying stuff you know what i'm saying you're gonna be like oh i want yeah let me get the yeah let me get that one and that one oh you got a special yeah let me get that one that one and that one then you know what i'm saying i don't know I, i'm just making that up but that's how you be feeling i don't i ain't saying she do have a special by the way i'm just i'm giving an example <laughs> but yeah she was there and she, I think she, uh, she looks like she always chooses her locations where she puts her booth uh, strategically. That uh, Petra Gambles, that's what it seemed like. Uh, somehow, it seems like she's always in the midst of things. I don't know how she do that. That's pretty interesting. And yeah, that yeah, another cat we saw. Um, it was called the Returning Citizens uh, Organization. Let me hold on a second. Let me let me make sure I got this right. Yeah, and that's that. It's, it's uh, the organization that belongs to that brother Ricky Gaines, and uh, that's where he, that's where I got that uh, returning citizens from. That's he, that's the first time I ever seen that phrase used. And you you say returning uh, citizens because it can be stigmatizing to to have a past. Talking about Black History Month, history ain't nothing but your your backstory, your past. So everybody has a past and sometimes people do things in their past that they're they not proud of. So when you use other terminology, um, it it can stigmatize people about their past. Especially if they're trying to rise up and rise forward and move forward. You know what I'm saying? It's important to use the proper terminology. Why? Because terminology, man, it frames how you think for one thing. That's why they very careful nowadays to choose the way they do words, how they making everything uh, like words you ain't never heard before. We all know the words uh, like transphobic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, There's words like that that are just they seem to be prefabricated to push to push a cause. That's exactly what they are. So words have power is what I'm saying. You got to choose your words carefully. And with this brother right here, Ricky Gaines, man, you're talking about his. Uh, his organization, 
He the one said, you, you call it the Returning Citizens Association. Why? Because you want to control your own narrative. That's one of the, the principles of Kwanzaa, too, by the way. I think that controlling your own, controlling yourself, controlling your own destiny. Is that, is that, uh, oh, oh, man, don't let me say it wrong. But I, that's one of those principles from Kwanzaa. And we also took part yesterday. I say took part. We filmed it and was in the program, me and my brother Cam. We went to that Kwanzaa extravaganza that happened right after the whole uh, May Simmons, uh, the whole um, black business expo at May Simmons. So, yeah, we went to that Kwanzaa show after that. And so it was that's why I say it was a long and, and busy day. We was on our feet for hours just making out there meeting uh, people in the community, man, making a lot of uh, connections. You know what I'm saying? I thought that's what I like about these events the most for me personally. We get to go out there and meet people who are trying to make it do what it do that's what's cool it, nobody out there got all the answers ain't nobody perfect but everybody out there trying to do good is worth is is it's worth meeting those type of people it's worth spending some time you know what i'm saying like that old millie jackson song she says spend a little time on it put something down on it yeah, what y'all know about that? Anybody know about that Millie Jackson? Put something down on it. Boy, that is a good song. I matter of fact, I think that's that might have to be the song of uh, of the week. Y'all, it goes out to everybody out there that was putting something down on it. <laughs> All them entrepreneurs and positive movers and shakers out there in the community and in East Lubbock, predominantly. I'm sure some of them came from other places, but. After moving and shaking and making it do what it do, man, uh, at the Kwanzaa deal, it was a very, uh, it was culturally enriching. It, there was a very strong aspect of, of knowledge to it and learning because simple fact, most people are not familiar with Kwanzaa. So they know that brother Leon, brother, uh, Wilfred and brother Sean, they know that a lot of people ain't familiar with it. So it was really Part celebration, part um, African history, African culture course. You know what I'm saying? That's really what it, it kind of was like. In fact, that's, that's very much like what it was like. So, um, yeah, it's just it was it was a it was a real nice festival. It started off very touching uh, tradition. They asked before they start any Kwanzaa festival, they asked the permission of the elder the eldest person in the room. And of course that was Mrs. Rose McGowan, uh, the grand old dame of East Lubbock. You know what I'm saying? And she say it was, it was hilarious. Um, brother Will went over to her and he say, Miss Rose, we have to ask your permission to, to begin the ceremony because you're the oldest person in the room. You're our elder in the room. So do we have your permission to start the uh, the Kwanzaa celebration. And y'all know how Miss Rose is. She'll tell you straight up how T.I. is. She said, yeah, you got my permission. It's about time you start anyway. You're running behind. <laughs> she said something to that effect. <laughs> uh, we we putting together a film about it. And uh, I'm going to see when, when we put that film together, I'm going to see can I include that part in there because it was touching. It was funny and touching. You know what I'm saying? It was hilarious. It was hilarious, hilarious and yet endearing and touching at the same time. 
Man, so we after we got the uh, permission from the elders to start, we went through uh, some overviews of what the seven principles and guzo saba and guzo saba, what them seven principles mean. Um, and get to it. But anyway, there are uh, seven principles of Kwanzaa and we went through all of them. And man, it was a it was just a it was a learning experience. But yet. It wasn't a boring learning experience because it was like uh, it was first of all, it was it was aimed at the collective It was aimed at the room, meaning it was a collective thing where you had to do some shouts, some call and return type of um, affirmations and stuff like that. Uh, and they broke down what those affirmations meant. Uh, that's important to know. Some people uh don't like saying words that they don't know what they mean and doing lighting candles at the same time because that's a that's a, some people can see that as as doing rituals and it really is in a way so some people might find that aspect of it to be a little odd or a little sometimes even maybe even a little bit uh uh it might even put you off a little bit it might even be a little bit discombobulating or uh but uh if you you know, don't mind. They do have a whole set of principles and they taught us all those. They taught us how to do the call and response, the words you're supposed to say, what the words mean. And there was plenty of dancing and singing mixed in and out amongst all the the learning and all the principles. And of course, they lit. There's a traditional uh, candle holder that they place on a traditional table with some various symbolic items and they lit all seven candles you know starting with the black and then going to the red and green now a lot of people kwanzaa is going it's going to be one of those made up holidays and people will say it's made up and that it is made up it's it's made up out of whole cloth by dr malena karanga uh back in the 70s now malena karanga if i if i remember correctly he was a black a black panther he was a professor afterwards, but he was a, a Black Panther first. And that's normally a positive thing. We tend to think of, oh, Black Panthers. Yeah. But apparently he was also involved while in the Black Panthers in some sort of police shooting or, I, you know, I'm going from memory here. Y'all I ain't read this stuff in probably a decade or two um, when I used to really study up on my African history, you know, and black history. Um but anyway, that fact is not my facts on on the subject are not right at hand, but it is something like that, though. He was a Black Panther. Went, I think he went to prison or got in some real bad trouble and almost went to prison over a cop killing. So he started this holiday when he got out of prison. He was, a, of course, a professor. He, you know, he got all his degrees and went to school and stuff, became a professor and started these this 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 holiday traditionally supposed to be uh, held between the 26th of December and the first of January. Um, and it's just all it is, really, if you know, if you kind of off put by it or kind of wary of it because you don't know exactly what it is. All it is, man, is. Um, is seven honorable, worthy principles like self-determination and faith and collective work and responsibility. Uh, I as a, <laughs> I'm a libertarian and an individualist, so I, I have a little bit of a. Uh, ill at ease feeling on that one right there that collective effort and all that it takes a village mentality it do take a village in a way but at the same time a lot of times if you don't watch it all the village gonna do is raise the village idiot but you know the reason i say that because first of all for the village effort to be any good 
to be fruitful, to be powerful, to have an effect for that effort to have any effect, that collective effort. Each individual in that collective has to be strong. Yes, they do, because you can't have too many. Individuals that can't pull their own weight getting together and then what weight they going to pull, they can't pull their own weight. You that, That's physics, y'all. That's that you ain't. You know what I'm saying? If you got negative powers. Mixing with positive power, you're going to have a negative answer. You're, going, you're not getting enough positive return out of each individual if you have too many negative individuals. Meaning, when I say negative individuals, it's negative in, in many different ways. Unable to pull their own weight for whatever reason. Sometimes that may be crime, uh, being involved in crime in the penile system. That may be um, having too many children out of wedlock so you're not financially stable and you're not, you're not forming a, a stable family. Those are negative factors that are they actually weigh heavily on the community. So you're talking about collective action and you getting together with a bunch of people that have a bunch of weights hanging around their necks, a bunch of millstones hanging around their neck. They not pulling their own weight. That's a negative. What's a positive times a negative? It's a negative. In other words, it pulls so much weight, makes it harder for everybody to succeed. That's why before you get to any kind of collective anything, you got to do as an individual and have your stuff together. I, th I think we tend to forget that because after the civil rights movement, every, you know, what, everybody started relying on politics in the black community, politics and politicians and government assistance and money to help us. And we forget that true health, uh, help, health, wealth and everything else comes at the, from the individual effort first. When the individual is strong, then the group is strong. You're only as strong as your weakest member. So instead of trying to and it's OK if you have one weak member or a couple weak members, some weak members, if you have millions of people and you got a few thousand weaker members that can't pull, they, they wait. Those negative weights around the neck of the community, then that's fine. You got millions of powerful people moving forward and a small number of people who are unable to move forward. That's fine. You can overpower that. But what if you got. 73% broken homes in the black community, 75% broken homes or something like that. That's a powerful negative factor. The, the simple fact is having a two parent home, uh, it it actually gives a stable base to raising kids. And you can you can point out some some successful people that wasn't that was, you know, that came from single families, but they're few and far in between compared to successful people that came out of dual families and i'm talking about families of parents or parent who is at least good and effective at what they do because you can get broken individuals from two parents or one parent if those parents are broken of course that's what see it goes back again to ind individual health in as many facets as possible each individual Got to have so each one teach one, each one reach one, all them sayings like that. That assumes that the one has something worthy to, to reach or teach you to give. So it starts with the individual working on the individual self. Anyway, I'm beating that dead horse. And y'all know, don't nobody want to be the beat a dead horse. That's just disgusting. All uh, kind of fluids coming out of there. But anyway, that's what Kwanzaa is, y'all. It was singing and dancing. It was call and response. It was good music. Joy Harris, uh, uh, also Mrs. Bagley. I, I, 
I, I, I don't, I, I can never recall Mrs. Bagley's name. She, but she actually, I say she brought the house down with, uh, she did rise up uh, a couple of them songs, stand up and rise up. Uh, Joy Harris played. She did some, oh, she was, man, she be nimbly treading the fretboard on that bass. You know what I'm saying? Her fingers be like, it'd be sounding like, you know what it'd be sounding like, Lubbock? It'd be sounding like a world-class instrumentalist. Wow. Right here in Lubbock. I mean, right here in the city with us, a world-class instrumentalist. You know what I'm saying? And people say it ain't nothing to do in Lubbock. She right there. All these talented cats right there doing all this amazing stuff, this talented stuff, making it do what it do right there at May Simmons. And where you was, you, you wasn't there? Why you wasn't there, man? See, y'all know when we talk about stuff on this show, it's going to be dope. When we be advertising stuff, we'll be telling you what's going on, what's going on, all that stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. You should know, man. You should know. It's going to be dope. We had a real good time this weekend. And uh, you know what? We ain't going to belabor the point no more. We got a little film right here, too, if you want to peep it out. Uh, we got some pictures. Uh, those pictures were taken by Mr. Nugent, uh, the man in the background, and the engineer, and the photographer uh, in training at the Focus LBK show. He was doing his thing on the camera. Um, yeah, Cambrell was doing his thing, man. He uh, he was in the Kwanzaa program, and he did a part where he uh, explained faith. No, it wasn't faith. It was unity, which, uh, oh, man, I feel bad. I cannot think of, I I, I don't want to take a guess at the the principle for unity, but uh, let's see, uh, in purpose, Stephania, Ujima, Ujama, in purpose, Stephania, that's that old ex-clan, but anyway, uh, he spoke on unity, and yours truly, I, man, I got up there and did a poem called, uh, called Backstory, I thought, I thought it was pretty dope, uh, also, uh, stay tuned at that Patterson Library, um, event black history month event that's coming up on the 24th i'm gonna be having i'm gonna be showing that film this i did it live at the kwanzaa thing but i'm making a film for it which will be a whole new experience for those watching and listening uh it'll be a whole new experience so yeah come out to that black history thing up at the library man the patterson library and it's gonna be on the 24th come on up come on out and, and people die i think you are, again you know you're gonna like it how you know you're gonna like it because we said it Focus LBK brought it up. That's why. <laughs> but yeah, folks, man, uh, next week we are fully, uh, I believe uh, me and Cam will be in studio producing our show as usual. These last couple of weeks been hectic. And you know, we both working men with families. We are men of responsibility and commitment. So, Man, uh, we sometimes you got to go where your first responsibility and commitment is, and that's to to fam and and hearth and home. You know what I'm saying? So we've been busy taking care of that. But this next coming week, we gonna, uh, I believe, I'm and hope and pray and know we're gonna be back in the studio. We're gonna be sitting on the set, chilling, Mr. Nugent behind the scenes, making it do what it do. So man, y'all stay tuned. Um, don't forget to get to those events that we just talked about. And yeah, man, y'all have a good one, man. Take it easy. If we uh, sign off at the Focus LBK show, we want to say peace.
Um, this is our third annual Black Business Expo, um, our seventh event, and we have 30 plus vendors, which is about 10 plus more than we had last year. And so this expo keeps growing and growing, and we have a lot to choose from, and we have organizations, uh, charities that you can involve yourself in and become a part of, and then we have vendors that you can shop from. products. Uh, I've developed this out of a personal need for my personal grooming care uh, needs. I found that the stuff that I was buying at local stores were full of alcohols, acetates, sulfates, mineral oils, and things that didn't work well for my skin. Uh, and so I basically came up with my own product that eliminates all of those ingredients. This here is all natural, all organic. Any beard grooming needs that you may have, please do me a favor. Contact me, you can reach me on uh, Facebook or Instagram at Oak and Olive Beer. Hi, so my name is Kiki and I'm the owner of Fire. It's an athleisure brand that we just started two years ago in the making. And so we provide, and what we're creating here is not just a brand, but purpose. And it's rooted in energy. So we do have our active wear for women. We have the leggings, we have the jackets, we have the bras that you see, and then we also do have the six inch shorts and the fitted crop tops. This is Brittany's and Devin's Angels. We do a mentorship program which helps youth and young adults um, basically get um, job readiness for um, life, get basic life skills. We do resumes, we do budgets, um, we try to go on to the community once a month um, and do a community activity together um, where we actually help others. And then the other portion we go into the classroom and we do job applications, resumes, I help them with couponing, cooking tips, um, if they need tutoring, I have agencies that will come in and help them do tutoring services as well. 